A little bit of irony to kick off the conference preview predictions in that the NEC is the conference I believe will be the worst conference in college basketball in 2023-24. And this was the conference that happened to capture America's hearts in the first weekend of the NCAA tournament when Farley Dickinson knocked off seven foot four Zach Eady and Purdue with their small guards that gave them fits. I have in this conference it being a three-headed race up at the top between number one, my conference tournament champ, Sacred Heart, number two, Farley Dickinson, and number three, Central Connecticut State. My next tier will be four to six, Wagner at four, Stonehill at five, Merrimack at six. Next tier, seven and eight teams, Lemoyne and LIU Brooklyn, and then my last tier being St. Francis, Pennsylvania, dropping off in a big way down to number nine. Hartford no longer in this conference in D3. Also, St. Francis, Brooklyn no longer has a program, but Lemoyne has come in to fill their place in the NEC. Of course, we'll be transitioning and can't make the NCAA tournament. It was a bit odd that Farley Dickinson even made the NCAA tournament and that they didn't win their conference tournament. Merrimack was the conference tournament champs. They'd already won the regular season, I want to say it was in their first year of transitioning into D1 from D2, and then last year won both the regular season and the conference tournament, but Merrimack was in their last year of transitioning, so they couldn't make the NCAA tournament, and Farley Dickinson took full advantage of it. Why I've got Farley at two, despite seeing that they were able to knock off Purdue, first off the replace in their coach, Tobin Anderson, left after one year in the NCAA tournament success. He went to Iona. Their assistant gets promoted, Jack Castleberry, his first season as the head guy. But they're going to lose their two leading scorers in Dimitri Roberts, who was nearly 17 points a game, over four assists, three boards, and Grant Singleton, who was about 14 points a game. Now, after that, they return essentially their entire rotation. Their third through ninth leading scorers are all back, and they've gone into the D2 market to try and get another small guard at just five foot seven in Devontae Jameson out of St. Thomas Aquinas, averaged nearly 15 points, six assists, couple steals a game last year. Going back to what worked for them in the past, those small guards, they'll continue to run it again. There's no one on this roster bigger than six foot eight. And even the six foot eight guy is a true freshman. So they'll continue to stay small. The team that I have winning this conference this year is Sacred Heart. They went 500, finished tied fifth in the NEC last year, 16 and 17 overall. But they return seven of their top eight leading scorers. Only main rotational guy that they lost was Bryce Johnson, a 10-point-a-game guy, but they bring back three double-figure scorers, most notably Nico Gallette, 15 points, seven boards a game, six foot six. Uh, he'll be a senior this year. There are five projected starters, all either seniors or graduate seniors. So this is an incredibly veteran team in this conference. They brought in a couple D2 nice-scoring transfers, Alex Sobel averaged 19 points and 12 boards a game at Middlebury and will uh, try to man the middle inside for Sacred Heart. Sacred Heart with Gallette at 6'6", with Sobel at 6'8". 
trying the exact opposite route as what Farley Dickinson's doing. Maybe it'll lead to some success for Sacred Heart. Central Connecticut, I have it third, despite just going 10 and 22 last year. Seven and nine in conference play. That lets you know just how bad this league should be. And they lost their second and third leading scores. But they do bring back leading scorer Kellen Amos, six foot seven, guard forward, average 14 points a game. Also bring in a nice transfer from Fairfield and Alan Jean Rose, double figure score in the MAAC last year. In my opinion, the NEC is just a slight step down from the MAAC, and he can maybe even have more success. Um, this isn't a conference that gets a ton of top-notch transfers, as you can imagine. So someone that's a double-digit scorer from anywhere in the D1 ranks coming into the NEC is a big-time upgrade, and that's what Central Connecticut will have. In that next tier, I've got Wagner, Stonehill, and Merrimack. Wagner was the only NEC game that I went to last year, watched them play St. Francis PA in that rec league gym over there in Staten Island. Um, Wagner lost their two leading scorers, but returned a lot of the rotation, their third through sixth, eighth, and ninth leading scorers. If I'm going to be honest, I was not impressed with Donald Copeland, uh, the coach, and how he ran this team. They were anemic on offense. I mean, they were horrible to watch. You just can go through those team scores throughout the year last year, and they could not break 60 points in the majority of their games. They were a putrid offensive team, and when you lose your two leading scorers, that doesn't help. They've definitely added an all-name guy, though, in Churchill Bounds out of Central Arkansas coming to Staten Island and Wagner. Stonehill still continuing to transition. I've got them at fifth. They went 10-6 and six last year, finished tied second in this conference in their first year in D1, but they lost four of their five leading scorers, tried to go down to D2 um, to get a transfer out of St. Rose in Shane O'Dell. It was a good all-around player at the D2 ranks. How will he transition to D1, though? And then they did get a couple D1 transfers, an 8-6 and six guy out of Hartford, also add a VMI double-figure scorer, like I mentioned. Very rare do you get a double-figure scorer coming into the NEC that scored in double digits in D1. Stonehill will have that, but losing four of their top five, I still don't see those transfers being enough for this team, and I've got them in the middle of the pack. Merrimack, very disappointing that they couldn't make the NCAA tournament last year, and now when they can, they lose their three leading scores and their sixth leading score. So losing a lot of key pieces in the rotation I don't think this team can contend and win this conference again, but Joe Gallo has done an amazing job in his four years transitioning from D1 to D2, and it's got to be fun to finally be able to compete for a chance, a shot at the NCAA tournament. 7A in that next tier, I've got LeMoyne and LIU Brooklyn. LeMoyne went 11-9 and in their conference, 15-15 and overall in Division Two. We've seen teams in this conference, who knows, maybe D2 leagues are better than the NEC, come in and have instant success. I just don't see that happening for LeMoyne with them being a 500 D2 team. It'll be embarrassing for the NEC if LeMoyne comes in and have has instant success. They are returning their two leading scorers and four of their top six leading scorers, though. 
LIU, Brooklyn, they're just lucky I didn't pick them ninth. This was maybe the worst team in all of college basketball last year. Went 1-17 in a bad NEC conference, 3-25 overall. Um, but I have them above St. Francis, PA, because St. Francis, Pennsylvania lost each of their five leading scorers. Josh Cohen was the go-to guy for them last year. One of the most sought-after bigs in the transfer market in the country he is gone, and they brought in very little to replace that. They are going to be one of the youngest teams in all of college basketball in that they don't have a single junior or senior on the roster. Maybe they can surprise me, finish a little higher up in the standings than where I have them right now, but I do not love, maybe the future will look bright. Maybe this team's two years away, but this year, I don't love how St. Francis PA is going to be uh, this season. That is my NEC roundup, Sacred Heart. I've got winning this conference with Farley Dickinson and Central Connecticut State being the two teams right there, neck and neck behind them. That could contend. This conference is pretty wide open. And hey, maybe you can be Farley Dickinson. Maybe you can do the unthinkable, win a couple tournament games, and get to the round of 32.